Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID, and today we're going to talk about something crazy, actually traveling. Ooh, where are we going? We, Dave, are going nowhere. Uh, What we're actually going to do today is talk about where the airlines think you want to travel. How do we know what they think? Well, we can just look at the schedules they've filed. Some places are way up, while others are way down. Great. Can I start guessing out loud? Italy, uh, Amsterdam, Barcelona. This isn't a wish list here, Dave. This is a list of places people will actually be able to go. In other words, these are places where airlines can sell tickets, actually fly airplanes, and not have to refund everything when travel is restricted by some government in the end. International is a wild card right now, and uh, airlines know it, so they've been putting their eggs into the domestic basket, and that's what we're going to talk about today. All right, so what's at the top of the of the list? Where am I going to want to go? Hold the phone, man. We're going to back up a second so I can uh, talk about our methodology here. <laughs> so first, I went into Sirium Data their scheduled data, and I pulled up the number of departing seats by airport in the U.S. for May 21 versus May 19. And I skipped 2020 because, well, you know. Uh, But then what I did is I (laughs) cut off all the airports that had fewer than 10,000 seats scheduled during the month because you get some wacky percentage increases when you get lower than that. Uh, And then I ranked the remainder by percentage change, and that's what we're going to talk about. All right. Well, we should have put a boring disclaimer there continue dave you would want a boring disclaimer on everything we talk about <laughs> just put it at the put it at the top of every podcast oh. uh. <laughs> that's really going to help us get listeners let's really focus on that all right anyway there were five airports that stood out having seen seats increase by more than 90 percent versus 2019 the top four actually saw more than a doubling of seats you want to guess? Is it time to play nope, the feud? No, nope, no, nope, no. I, I, I don't want to do that. I don't like game shows. But, uh, but Dave, you could win a fabulous new car. Yeah, pass. <sighs> Fine, be that way. All right, the big winner with a 111% increase in seats is Hilton Head, South Carolina. See, Hilton Head's always been a desirable spot, but uh, see, it had a really short runway. It was 4,300 feet, so they had only little little plops. (laughs) (laughs) In their short runway, they had had little plops. Little plops right into the ocean. (laughs) It didn't work out very well. No, they had little props that were flying in there, Uh, but (laughs) most people who wanted to go to Hilton Head just flew into Savannah which is uh, one state but less than an hour's drive away. Uh, So now, though, they've extended the runway to 5,000 feet, which still doesn't seem that long, uh, but they've added other safety improvements, and uh, this has opened up the floodgates now. So you've got American, Delta, and United all just pouring capacity into this place. Uh, Delta's only got three destinations. American has seven, and United has nine. Does United even have that many hubs? Oh, no. But they announced flights on small airplanes from non-hubs recently, hoping to get in on some of that sweet, sweet high-dollar demand so all those Midwestern folk can go there. All right. So what's next? All right. Well, next, no surprise here, but uh, the next 
two are down in the bottomless pit of demand that calls itself Florida. With a 108% increase, next up is Sarasota. See, Sarasota has generally had a location problem. It's a little over an hour south of Tampa and St. Pete and a little bit over an hour north of Fort Myers. So kind of sits in the middle, and it's a hugely seasonal destination historically, which has kept some airlines away. Uh, but, yeah, that uh, that changes now. So one of the big drivers here is Southwest is going into the airport in a big way. So that adds a, a bunch of seats. But others have bulked up as well. Um, and I must say, I've actually been to Sarasota a few years ago for a wedding on nearby Longboat Key. And uh, I was surprised that I actually kind of liked it there. Uh, I <laughs> don't really like anything about Florida. But, you know, this this place was all right. You know, for for our Florida audience out there, I'm a big fan of Miami. Uh, yeah, Brett, we one, all know that. One, <laughs> Miami is a great town. Uh, one day, Brett, you'll find out. Nope. Nope. Probably not going to happen. But anyway, <laughs> let's keep the Florida party going because in third place with a 103% increase was Key West. That's actually the one other place I've been in Florida that I didn't hate. So clearly the airlines are following yeah, the lead here. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why I grew so much. Uh, the airlines are just trying to make you happy. Yeah, yeah, as it should be. But no, <laughs> that would be pretty dumb because I'm not going to buy a ticket to go to Florida anytime soon anyway. So <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> that's not a great planning strategy. Uh, but, I mean, plenty of other people are. And Key West, by the way, uh, this one's on the list probably because it it's a lot like Hilton Head. Uh, it had a really short runway. Uh, they found a way to tack on another 274 feet, which, again, does not sound like a lot. But uh, it was enough uh, to really open up a whole bunch of opportunities there. All right. Seems like uh, they probably should have been smarter about building it in the first place. Right? If you only need like 274 feet more. <laughs> but of course, you know, when this thing was built, they didn't know what airplanes would actually be able to fly uh, in, you know, the future and what was going to happen. So, <laughs> but it, now look, they've solved the problem and the airport has gone nuts. Uh, American serves 10 cities all by itself. Delta and United bulked up. Allegiant even went in, started service this year to four cities. Um, but those, the Allegiant flights, they don't even start until June. So this increase hasn't even been taken into account yet. It's just going to keep growing. All right. Why didn't you just look at June then? Oh, see, you want more methodology. This is nice, Dave. We can really get into this. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to get ahead of our listeners and ask the tough questions that they would be asking. Yes. Yes. You're just <laughs> a regular Barbara Walters. So yeah. the airlines have not finalized their June schedules yet. Uh, but May is pretty final. So June was so up in the air, it just wasn't worth it. And maybe Key West would have been even higher. Uh, but, man, even May alone, just look at that, like, huge increase. I, I don't know where they have room to park all these airplanes. Key West is not a big place. Lots of water there. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, up in the air, what's next? That was a terrible transition. <laughs> uh, next up with a 100% increase is St. Thomas, which I must remind everyone is a part of the United States, even though it's not in a state. Uh, but going to the U.S. Virgin Islands means no passports are required and no COVID test to fly home either. So that, that makes it pretty attractive. Yeah, I'm going to guess that that explains the big jump. Yeah, me too. People have been nervous about leaving the U.S., afraid they might not be able to get back if they test positive. So 
St. Thomas gives you that uh, unique ability to leave the mainland and go to the Caribbean without leaving the uh, comfy confines of the uh, U.S. borders. Yeah, especially when an influential uh, podcaster describes in great detail how difficult it is to get back in the country. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and that's actually what has brought demand down, was everyone listening to the podcast. All right, so what's uh, what's the last of the top five? Uh, yes, the uh, the last one with a mere 95% increase. Uh, the final winner in this sweepstakes is Jackson Hole. And this fits the profile for all those outdoorsy Mountain West markets that have seen big growth during the pandemic. Um, if this were a winter comparison, you'd see a lot of those Rockies ski destinations. But a place like Jackson is a winner in all seasons. And it's not alone. Like Kalispell is up 61%. Um, you, you see all that. And and on a separate note, I should also give an honorable mention here to Wilmington, Delaware, which saw an infinite percentage increase because it had no service in 2019, but Frontier came back in 2021 um, and is not a lot of service, but, you know, give Delaware something. Sure. Um, <laughs> so we have the big winners here, but what about the losers? Who Who's lost the most service? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Dave. I had no idea we were going to go down this path. Anyway, yeah. the biggest losers of all were uh, Worcester, Mass, and uh, Plattsburgh in upstate New York. And Worcester is just too close to Boston. It's never done well. There's always been politics involved in getting airlines to fly there in the first place. Uh, but they finally gave up and, and got out of there and, and fine. So that's gone. And uh, Plattsburgh, well, the problem with Plattsburgh is that it is way, 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 way north uh, to the point where it's just an hour's drive south of Montreal. And so Plattsburgh has no real local demand, but it is a great point of entry for Canadians looking for cheap fares down to Florida or something. Uh, But now the border's closed, so there's no real point. So my guess is we'll see Plattsburgh come back when Canadians can cross freely again. Sure. Worcester, a uh, loser in spelling and a loser in uh, airline traffic. (laughs) Uh, But the (laughs) the point is that those are some pretty tiny places. Why you got to hit them when they're down, man? (laughs) Jeez. All right. But yes, they are tiny. And so is the next one on the list, uh, which is Payne Field at Everett, north of Seattle. Uh, That was down 73%. And that's a new airport, and it's relatively close to Seattle. And meanwhile, Alaska and Delta are beating the crap out of each other, trying to compete in Seattle. So, you know, until traffic recovers, I think the airlines will just focus more on Seattle itself than on that small secondary market. Uh, and you, I should know, see the same thing in the uh, numbers 6, 7, and 8 on the list, which are Manchester, New Hampshire, down 57%, Burbank, down 56.4%, and San Jose, down 55.7%. Uh, these are all secondary markets at primary airports that'll get the focus until demand returns. Um, they're also in the Northeast and on the West Coast where demand has been slower to come back from the pandemic anyway. Right. Uh, are there any big airports on the list? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Number four is everyone's favorite, New York, LaGuardia. And number five is San Francisco, but both for different reasons, I think. Um so LaGuardia is a business-focused airport, highly capacity-constrained during good times, and now it's you know serving a city that has seen really weak demand during the pandemic. But because it's capacity-constrained, LaGuardia is slot-restricted, and 
they actually suspended the slot usage rules. So that means airlines can stop flying and still hold on to their slots. And uh, there's no risk of losing out to competition or anything. So, yeah, might as well just cut back and squat on those things when they don't have to use them and lose less money. Uh, then over on the other side, San Francisco, I mean, San Francisco's got three problems. So first, it has United as its main hub carrier, and United's been the most conservative during the pandemic. So, you know, that's going to hurt your traffic. Uh, second, it's a huge tram- trans-Pacific hub, and Asian flying has just been decimated. Uh, and third, it's in California where demand has lagged during the pandemic. So... You know, triple whammy there. Sure, I, you know all of that is interesting. Uh, I guess to some people, uh, but these <laughs> these all sound like temporary issues. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, I think we'll see a comeback at all of these. Yeah, well, okay, maybe not Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep kicking them <laughs> while they're down. <laughs> but but look at Burbank. Uh, you know, the there's that vacuum there with all this cut in service, and what happens? Um, Avello, the new airline, uh, just announced they're coming in and flying to 11 destinations, adding flights, doing all this. So, you know, nothing stays down for too long if it's a real opportunity, <laughs> not Worcester. <laughs> and <laughs> But as for the big winners, you know, these may end up being permanent because some people may come to realize that these should have had more capacity before. And it's no guarantee they won't fall off in the future, but... People are discovering new domestic destinations during the pandemic when international is down. So I think it'll probably be good news for a lot of these places as, as we learn more about our country. Thanks for tuning into Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. Email us at advertise at crankyflyer.com. Yes, it's important to get that email address right. Um, <clears throat> please remember to leave us a five-star rating. This helps other people find our podcast. And this week, Brett, I have a surprise. No! Yes. People, Wait, Brett, you did, have I something? Did, yeah, I did not clear this with Brett before uh, oh, this before is we exciting. recorded. So, you know, you're getting... Are they talking crap about both of us or just you? No, no. Uh, Pelican DFW... <sighs> uh was was very kind um despite his name cranky is a calm well-informed and highly polished presenter of industry news and thought leadership i particularly like his west coast laid-back style uh unpretentious and humble yet cranky's deep knowledge and experience is obvious from his insights and interview questions a must-listen show when it drops into my playlist thank you so much pelican dfw uh and you like have my mom write something under pelican dfw i'm not gonna disclose you know whatever uh may or may not have happened to get people to reviews uh (laughs) and then i've got another one from kma (laughs) kma 0325 uh this one is five stars it just says super informative uh short and to the point i like it thank you short and to the point on that note (laughs) (laughs) if you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com or find us on twitter or facebook at crankyconcierge if you're looking for the top daily airline news stories you can subscribe to cranky daily at crankydaily.com